welcome back to my lovely, lovely podcast today. Um, If you're new here, my name is Mia, and welcome to Project 6. And if you've been listening, hello, welcome. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the recap of my freshman year of college here at Fordham University, Lincoln Center, and New York City, while also giving you guys some advice this is probably going to be a short podcast because it's just more of like a recap of the year and who knows, maybe we'll start a new season, but I highly doubt it because I want my podcast to be unlike TV shows, have like 22 episodes because so, <laughs> TV right now only has like 10 episodes per season, but yeah, so Let's just get started and go from the beginning and everything. So I came to New York City last August. I came early because of my scholarship. And I was very excited to come to this city. I was so excited to like learn more about New York City and also like just go to school and start over and start fresh and get a fresh start. Because in high school, I remember saying to myself, I was like, I do not want to go to the same high school. I mean, I don't want to go to the same college that people from my high school went to. I've always said that since freshman year. I was like, I want to start fresh. I think it's because of the way I grew up and how my family has always started fresh because we've always moved around places that I feel like I shouldn't lag on whatever was in the past in like a new place, you know? So then that happened <laughs> and I was so excited to just come here and to really explore the city in a different way and also live on my own for the first time and make my own money I made I've like had a job since COVID but it was kind of different jobs on and off but then like to finally like live on my own and know like hey I need to pay for this this month I need to pay for that this month like my mom's not gonna pay for it it felt good to like kind of come into that realization of like this is thrusting me to be independent and I was like oh my gosh this freshman year like I'm gonna do so well I'm gonna do this and that and overall I did pretty well but I feel like there were a lot of challenges so one challenge that will forever haunt me what not forever because I don't really care about it anymore was definitely taking Italian class and definitely finite math those two classes were literally the death of me sorry if you hear like a pop that was my knuckle popping it's 10 o'clock at night and i'm very tired because i just came back from babysitting and i also lost my Fordham id and my apartment key so that's an amazing night for myself but hey i earned money tonight (laughs) but yeah finite and italian class were the death of me I the thing that I wish I knew when I went to college and that if someone's listening to this maybe now or maybe like a couple of years down the road or whatever and they're going into college please research what you can and cannot take your first semester or what you have to take and what you don't have to take your first semester because if I knew what I knew now I would not have taken Italian class and I would not have taken finite math well, my first semester, I would have taken finite in the summer, which is now, and I would have not taken Italian. I would actually would just take like a social science or whatever, because I thought that I was required to take finite and I was required to take a foreign language my first semester 
because I was in the summer group chat and everyone was saying, yeah, take this, take this, take that. And I never responded in the chat, but I was like, you know, I'm going to listen to them because they're credible and they probably know what they're doing. Turns out, do not listen to other people because I made a mistake and I thought I could handle finite math because I got an A in my college math class, my senior year of high school and I got an A in my junior year math class as well and I was like oh past two years I could handle math I can handle math I got an A I did not get an A in finite I would never tell anyone my grade until I am successful then I'd be like guys this was my grade in math and everyone's gonna laugh about it because I'm successful by then but now no one will know that grade no one knows that grade except from an academic advisor and probably like professors or something like that. I don't know how it works, but no one knows that grade. <laughs> Just know it was not an A and it was not up to my caliber of a grade. And then I took Italian class. And I didn't do too well in that class either. And just those two classes kind of like brought down um, literally my GPA, but also figuratively. <laughs> figuratively uh my self-esteem the way I felt about myself and it kind of gave birth to this whole movement of anxiety in myself and anxiety in the people around me and everything and but it also gave birth to a new type of self basically just these two classes I am a firm believer in everything happens for a reason And I feel like right now and in the moment and when I got my grade back at the end of the semester, I did not like it. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, oh, it's kind of bringing me into a transitional period of my life. And like with that advice, everyone, about picking classes or whatever, please just please educate yourself about picking your classes, please. Because I realize like... You can have help from your academic advisors, but they can do only so much. And it's not like when you're going from eighth grade to high school where they literally kind of pick everything for you or like counsel you on it. Here, they're just like, okay, pick it and we'll see if it's good or bad. I guess they thought mine was good, but you know, it wasn't the best whatsoever. my transition in college into college was definitely turbulent um in high school I finished high school number one in my class woot woot um said that on my transcript when I graduated but whatever (laughs) and I did all these other amazing things did like three internships in high school and like I could have applied to an Ivy League and I probably would have gotten into an Ivy League like honestly, I I don't I feel like I cut myself a little bit short because I was afraid of rejection because I didn't get rejected from any school that I applied to, and even there were harder schools that I applied to in California. But I wouldn't go to California. I wouldn't go to New York City so bad. So transitioning from Hawaii to New York City is such such a big transition. Let me just tell you why. I mean, obviously, climate wise. Hawaii is summer year-round. New York City literally, literally gets all four seasons. Like, you see the seasons. (laughs) And 
that's one thing. Also, the culture is different. In Hawaii, we believe in aloha, aloha spirit. Everyone is for everyone. Everyone protects everyone. It wasn't an individualistic society like it is here in New York City. And I learned that while I came here in the city that you can't smile and wave to everyone on the street. You can't say yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. Even though I didn't say that in Hawaii, I did say that in North Carolina, down in the South. You can't open the door for a person without them scoffing you or like more people coming. Like, you can't do as much communal things here in New York City as you do in Hawaii or other parts of the U.S. that are more communal as well, or other parts of the world, because there are some international kids here who come from places that are more communal as well. And it made me think, honestly, the United States is very individual, in, in, dig, individual, we're very individualistic, okay? <laughs> we are a very individualistic society. We are one for one. Not one for all, if that makes sense. Even though this is justice for all. Absolutely not. One for one here in this country. Most other countries are not like us. Not at all. So when international babies came here, they were very, very astonished to see how New York City is. And they were like, oh, but you're like from the United States. Like, why are you such like culture shocked by this? Because I came from a place that was conquered. I came from a place that had a culture of its own, that had its own like state anthem, that had its own state flag, state and culture. I, I came from something different. I didn't come from like, I don't know, Kansas or I didn't come from Wyoming, you know? So the transition that wise into college, I was kind of prepared for that. I knew it was going to be cold majority of the year. I I just knew. I knew there was going to be different type of people. So that whole thing, yes, it was a culture shock, but I was like, that's just how people are in this city. This city is one for one. It's literally how big cities are. And I'm pretty sure there were some points in Honolulu that was like this as well. Who knows? But that was like a big chunk in my transition to college. Another thing was like, I knew the transition would be easy, like physically easy because I've moved so many places in my life due to my parents' job that I was like, okay, this will be easy. I know what I'm doing. It's okay. Like, let's just, let's just go through it. You know, um, another part of like transitioning ties into friendships but I'm not going to talk about that until I get to my friendships part of this podcast but overall in general transitioning from high school to college academically was very rough on me because like I said before I was doing so well in high school and then first semester just like screwed me over and it made me think I'm like am I just an average kid like was high school just glamorizing me was I glamorized in high school? I I I thought about so many scenarios. I was like, oh my gosh, like what was I doing? Like da 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 da. So that was a big, big and big thing. And a lot of my counselors and people older than me, they were like, No, you're doing so well, you're doing so well, like it's okay, it's okay. But like 
it it didn't feel okay. It doesn't feel okay to get a bad grade after you've been so used to getting straight A's for so many years of your life. But then, like, you have to realize it's so much harder to get a 4.0 in college than it is to get a 4.0 in high school. Shoot, in high school, they have 5.0s for for APs and 6.0s for IPs. IB. <laughs> Excuse me. But I, I had to cut myself some slack. And now I'm looking back at it. I'm like, I really am thankful that I did that for myself because I would have still been worrying about that for, like, five months straight and at the back of my mind I was kind of worried I was worried I was like I need to get straight A's because I need to boost this up because it looks horrible right now for me but then you know it did I got A's and it was great this semester but that was a big transition from high school to college academically was definitely 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 my grades and everything else No, it's pretty fine in the transition, I would definitely say. So with making friends here in college, that was really interesting for me. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys this advice, definitely just starting out. Um, Don't expect to make friends with certain type of people. Because then your expectations will be shattered and you have to second guess yourself a lot and you will have to try to make yourself not like people so you can be with other people. And I had to really, really analyze myself a lot this year with my friendships. I have lost friends this year. But I've also gained so many amazing friends that that one loss or one or two or three loss is so minimal to the amount of people I've gained in my life in such a short amount of time. Literally, it's it's crazy. Um, Coming here. And coming from a place where there was not a lot of black people, I was expecting to meet at least more black people here. Because in Hawaii, there's a lot of people of Asian descent, there's a lot of white people, or there's a lot of people who are mixed with black, but they're mixed with black and Asian or black and white. And coming here, I was like, oh yeah, there's going to be more. Like, it's New York City, it's so diverse. Nope, absolutely not. Nope, no, 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 no. There really was not a lot. One of my first friends I've met here, she's a black girl. And I've met so many other black women, mainly black women here. I haven't really spoken to the black men that much due to the fact that they're so little. And if there was a lot of like, oh my gosh, guys, like, let's go hang out. Let's go the first Saturdays at the Brooklyn Museum. Like, you know, let's go to like a block party or something. But meeting a lot of black people here was so amazing to me even though there wasn't a lot you know quote unquote but it was a lot (laughs) for me and I loved it I loved being able to kind of connect with people who look like me and connect with people who are culturally like me as well but it was also kind of hard to connect because I've been so disconnected from my own community for so long that like I was like I don't know if this is right to say or this is that because in Hawaii, I've, I ate East Asian food. I hung out with East Asian people. 
you know, I picked up on the languages a little bit there and the slang and, you know, their way of life and how they carry themselves over there. Then when I came over here and I was back to my lovely people, it was so hard. It was so hard because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if this is right. And I'm like, dude, I finally found black people. Like, don't mess it up. (laughs) I was really thinking that. But, you know, life got better and I'm very happy for that. But with also, like, what I said earlier about not expecting to, you know, da 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 with friends. I have a very unexpected friend group that I love these girls to death. And I never thought I would be friends with them. Ever. In a million years. I was like, my goal was to come to college and make friends with black women. And obviously, my friends are black. (laughs) But I love them dearly. I love them so much. And it... It makes me open my eyes to realize that, like, there are people out there who love you no matter what they look like and no matter what you look like. And you will always have friends who look like you, but you will always have friends who don't look like you. And that's the beauty of going to college in a diverse city like this. And if you're going to college in New York City or L.A. or Miami or Chicago or some metropolitan place that is very diverse... You are going to be friends with different amount of people. I feel like, me personally, you should not be friends with the same type of people if you're in such a big city. Like, I've seen things online where they're like, a bunch of white girls hanging out in the city. And I'm like, you live in the most diverse city in the world, in the country. And you don't have one person of color in that group. Or maybe, like, other people, like, black people or Asian people or whatever. Like, I feel like... If you, if you live here, you chose to be around people who don't look like you. You you chose that. Like, I chose to go to a PWI in New York City. I didn't choose to go to Spelman, even though I got into Spelman on a scholarship. I didn't choose to go there. If I chose to go to Spelman, I would have been around amazing and beautiful black women. My teachers would have probably been black women. The administration's black women. The people in my scholarship program black women I would have chose to be around that so it's kind of a cause and effect thing and wherever you go to school or whatever you're going to meet people who don't look like you and you just have to be be prepared that there are some people who are closed-minded and there are also some people who are just like you perfect not perfect, but like, say for like me, I'm more open-minded. I have more liberal views on the world. There are some people who are not like that. And there's some people who look like me and there are not like that. And you just kind of just have to like, obviously stay away from them, but also to respect them. We're adults, respect them, and they will respect you. And vice versa. And if they don't respect you, then that's on them. Be nice, nasty, like my mom would say. Kill them with kindness and call it a day. And that rhymes. (laughs) But overall, what I'm saying here and my lovely friends segment with making friends is that you never know who you're going to meet and you never know who's going to be your friend here in college. And I've met some very unexpected people here from around the world and from around the country. And I've became so compatible with these people. Like, I would have never known this person if we both did not commit to the school and here we are and I'm happy and healthy and I love it 
And that's what I'm saying. Like, don't stress yourself out too much with finding friends in life or trying to find the perfect friend group or the perfect type of people who will look more aesthetically pleasing next to you or be a social climber. Find people who compliment you. Find people who uplift you. Find the people who can guide you in the right direction. Don't just find people based off aesthetics. Find the right people and everything will come and flow directly to you. Yes. <laughs> Through finding friends, I found a way to navigate what I did like and didn't like in the individuals around me. I I'm not going to say it because some of these people do describe people that people may know, but Going to college and once again being around people who are not like you or don't look like you. You find out what you don't and don't like in people and you're like, okay, no, we're not going to be friends. Or like, no, we're just going to be classroom friends. Like, you're you're not like that, you know? And all my life, I've been around the same group of people at certain schools for a number of years. And you just kind of have to stick around those people. But here, you really don't. But it's also... You kind of, like, it's kind of like a hard place because the school is so small, like a high school, that if you stop being friends with a person, everyone's going to know. If you start talking to this guy and then you guys, like, break it off, everyone's going to know. If you start dating a man and it's perfect and it's beautiful, like my friend um, Ella, <laughs> I don't know why I blanked that, I was going to say Isabella, but everyone's going to know. And I feel like you just kind of have to realize that this school is a trap (laughs) it's a trap but it's also and in college in general it's also a blessing because everything happens for a reason and you meet people for a reason you dislike certain things for a reason and maybe it's not even changing maybe it's political views because that's the easiest thing for someone to change but if it's like i don't know something else and i'm like i can't help you but just realize that when you're in college, when you go to college, or when you meet people in life, they will make you, they will trigger something in you that, that will be like, I like this person. I don't like this person. Listen to yourself. Listen to your gut. Because I've had so many feelings where I did not like a person, but I still was around them. Yeah. But now I'm over that. And I realize that I don't want to be around people who drain my energy. Who drew my battery. And who were negative. Because no one deserves that. What. So. Ever. I 100% agree. (laughs) Okay. My last segment for today. Before I close out. Is imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't even explain to you how bad I've had it this year with imposter syndrome. If you don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's basically where you second guess yourself and your achievements and just your perception of yourself in the eyes of others. And you try to subconsciously compete with another person to their standard of what their life is or what whatever. 
And I've had imposter syndrome so bad this year that now I'm like, okay, my anxiety is bad enough that I need to go on medications. Like, that's how bad my imposter syndrome is. And it happened a lot, definitely, definitely in my art class. And it's kind of crazy because art is very subjective. It's not objective. But it feels like if you're not doing something that everyone else is doing, then you're wrong. If it's not up to the par of what everyone else is doing, then you're wrong. And it kind of sort of like felt like that. It felt like imposter syndrome. And I remember seeing that on TikTok the summer before I came here because someone was talking about having imposter syndrome. I think like Columbia or Cornell, one of the Ivies. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to get that. Like, I'm so, my self-esteem is so good. Like, it's amazing. No, it's not. Well, it wasn't now. I don't really care. But no, it wasn't. It, it, it was bad. It was bad. My self-esteem in myself, as a not as a myself, myself, but more as like how I perceive myself online, I had a lot of imposter syndrome, my outfit choices, and my academics. That was three things that really, you know, I had imposter syndrome in this year one how i perceive myself online i kind of look at other people's profiles and i'm like oh i like how serious they look or i like how artistic they look or i like how aesthetically pleasing their things are and i would try to mimic that with my instagram and it was so bad to one point where i had to delete instagram i had to delete my highlights because i was like i literally cannot look at this because it's so bad and it's not me or i would have imposter syndrome and look at influencers things and be like okay i'm gonna do that like them and it's it's not me it's not me or on my spam i'd be like i want more of a darker tone and a darker effect and i mean naturally i do like that i don't like bright colors i don't really like it that much only like pastel pink but then i realize i'm like that's also like it's weird because i'm basing it off of someone else and i keep having to tell myself social media is more so of like a reflection of people's lives. It's a highlight and reflection of people's lives. It is not their real life. They also create a persona for you to interpret them as, and you are interpreting them as, that persona. Therefore, you create your own. And I end up creating my own now, which is great on Instagram. And I love it. But then also it's like TikTok. And TikTok gives me more so FOMO than imposter syndrome because I see so many people having a European summer doing this and doing that. And it's like, oh my God, everyone's traveling but me. But then I have to realize, I have to stop myself. I'm like, wait, I'm living alone, making money, getting certified in Google IT Python, doing all this other stuff online, and I'm living in New York City alone. I had to like stop myself and think about that literally today. And I was like, dude, you're literally living the dream that your 13-year-old self would have loved. Like, you're doing the thing. And you're going to school for free. You are doing the thing. And I'm very proud of you. And I had to tell myself that. I'm like, I'm very proud of you. And I need to stop comparing myself to other people on social media. Therefore, I'm like, I do limit my time on social media now. I honestly just literally listen to audiobooks or podcasts, or I just watch Netflix or YouTube. I don't really like scrolling on social media like that anymore. 
I feel like it's such a toxic place and everyone's like, no, you make social media toxic. It's like, no, even when you want to indulge in pretty content on TikTok, it's like not good for you. And also the hours I spend on TikTok too isn't helping that either. So I just have to just take that into account when it comes to imposter syndrome and being on social media. 100%. Um, The next thing I said was my outfits. My outfits changed a lot throughout this year, but it has also stayed consistently the same because I had to realize at the end of the day that I am not anyone else. I can take I can take inspiration from other people, but they are not me. I can put my own twist on it, and this is me. And maybe someone likes my outfits. Maybe they're like, oh my gosh, like she's so cool. Like, where'd you get that? And people do ask me that, and it makes me feel better about myself. But that's also another thing with validation. I don't even want to get into that because it's so much crap. But it makes you kind of wonder like oh people like it or like i need to stop trying to emulate another person and just do me i remember when sophia richie had her wedding come out and i was like oh my god i love sophia's style that like me and my friend ella and then we realized like well we both dress like her already but now we're like yeah we wear this because sophia richie wears this and we're like wait a minute no no what are we thinking what is this and it was funny in the moment and we don't really talk about it anymore but it makes me think it's like you're so easy to catch on to other people's style that when it's your turn you can't create something for your own because you're so curated by social media and other people around you so that's when I had to step back and be like you know what fashion is an art and I'm gonna wear what I want to wear and I'm gonna look good in it I started doing that more and I started you know looking at what my friends wear I'm like I like that I'm gonna get one of those but I'm gonna make it my own and I did and I love the way I dress now and I would not (sighs) I would not dress any differently honestly I love what I wear now and I am a very very happy camper when it comes to that so my imposter syndrome is going down when it comes to both 100 percent. but now we're into academics i've always had imposter syndrome with academics i've always always had it i've always been compared myself to the other person when it came to what they do with their life their curriculars or their grades or their gpa in high school and it kind of simmered on into college and I've, I need to stop doing that because I would talk to my mother and my grandmother about it. And they'd be like, you're on your own path. Like, no one's on the same path as you. No one has the same experiences in life as you. No one. So I have to just remember that this is me. That's them. And I'm going to do me. And I'm going to have fun on my end. And I ended up doing it. And my phone is about to die. So we're going to cut this a little bit short. But basically, what I'm saying about academics is that you should not compare yourself to another person because you don't know what they did to get there. You don't know what they did to not get there. And you just have to realize that you are in this moment, in that place for a reason. For a reason. You chose that place for a reason. And keep it. Keep going with what you want to do. Not what others want to do. What you want to do. And be happy at that. (laughs) 
Okay, so my stuff is about to die, but I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure you follow me on um, Spotify and other platforms that my podcast is streamed on. Follow my Instagram, which is Project6Pod, and my Twitter is Project6Pod as well. And I will see you guys next week because we are being more consistent now. (laughs) Okay, bye everyone.